Okay, three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of You Can't Be Sick on Mondays. We're back, and this time we have a lovely guest. We do have a lovely guest. Hello, and thank you for joining us, guest. We Hello. will No, we will uh, introduce you in a moment, <laughs> sir. I'm sorry. Okay. My God. So when you are a guest Jesus on our buddy. show, you follow our rules. Are you okay, Samson? I literally almost did a huge spit take of that tea all over the place. <laughs> I apologize. <sighs> okay. I apologize okay, okay. for my hilarity. <sighs> um, <laughs> so anyways, we do have a guest today. We will introduce you. I apologize for interrupting. Um, he is a special guest. He is near and dear to my heart. I love him truly and honestly. And if anyone develops a crush on him because of his sultry radio voice, um, that's okay, but don't act on it because he is mine. Our guest today is my husband, Jeff. Hello. Oh, that was Glad, glad to be here. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Okay, cool. And so today, um, you know, we brought Jeff on because Jeff has worked um, in retail in a few different places. And so we thought we would, you know, bring this um, highly anticipated topic to our, our work, <laughs> work-related podcast. Um, well, I mean, I feel like everybody, maybe not everybody, most people have experienced retail at some point right. in their life. Yeah. Even if it was just briefly. And if you haven't been working in retail, you've frequented a place that is retail. So what is there? There's like, what, how many circles of hell? Uh, seven. And so this is this like the sixth this is... or something, you know? Yeah. What's, wait, what are they? Well, I don't I know what the circles of hell Dante's are. Dante's Inferno, I'm well, not there's sure. The seventh hell, I'd have <laughs> oh, to refresh my, my memory because I haven't read it in so long. But yeah, retail is in the book. Like it is. It is there. Um, shopping back when Dante's Inferno was written was a hellscape. Yeah. Um, and it's only gotten worse. Yeah, it's only gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. Yikes, yikes. So yeah, Jeff had worked in retail. When I met Jeff, he was at a locally owned grocery store, mom and place for about 12 years. 12 and a half. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. A really That's so long. stupid thing that I did where I worked there for 12 and a half years. Wow. So what what positions were you I in? I started out as a courtesy clerk. It was actually like my first real job, like cuz I would do like a courtesy clerk. side jobs. What is that? Oh, mean? it's like a bagger, you know. I guess it's Oh, okay. It's a so really weird. fancy That's, title for a bagger. Bagger sounds like uh you're saying something really bad, like it's a slur against courtesy clerks or something. Like janitor versus yeah. custodian. But like the courtesy clerk was the person who like helped find things, did go backs. Yeah, put go backs away. Um, <clears throat> see, I know the lingo because I married a real, real yeah. realtor. No, that's what's it called? Retail? A retailer. A retailer. But I'm not the retailer. What the hell? <laughs> oh my God. But yes, I started out as a courtesy clerk and then um, became like, because when you work retail, you basically, you don't ever get to stay in your lane unless it's like a union store. So they cross train you on everything. So I started helping out in the dairy yeah. department and then eventually just sort of gotten shoved, got shoved into being the supervisor of the dairy department. And then 
they added the frozen food department on top of that, and um, that's what I was before I left. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So that was 12 and a half years, and then... And then that's when you went to um, another... That's when I tried to live my dream as an artist, which I did for two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, until the money ran out. And then uh, and then I had to get a job for a little bit at Kmart, um, which was really an interesting... Kmart. I could probably go on and on about Kmart forever. I could too, because um, I, have, I love Kmart's history. Mm-hmm. I love the things that have happened with Kmart. Kmart is like... R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Kmart. I had three different positions, got laid off from one because they eliminated the position, had to reapply for another one, and then promoted into essentially the same position after they re-added it uh, yeah. for less money an hour. <laughs> and, uh, it was very interesting. Hmm. So. How nice of them. But it was, so what's really cool, though, is I, so Jeff and I met, right? And he worked at the grocery store. Um, It's no longer, I mean, the grocery store still still exists, but it's been sold and it's changed names and all this stuff. And I had only shopped at grocery stores like, like Safeway or Albertsons or like, you know, like those big owned grocery stores. I had never seen like a mom pa type grocery store, except maybe grocery outlet. But even those are pretty like standardized and it, I don't even know how to explain it, but he took me on a tour of his store one time and it was like the most amazing thing I had ever seen in my life. Like, so we walk in and it's, you know, like there's like little baked goods and stuff like a normal, you walk in the store and there's baked goods because it entices you. And then there's like a food court area where there's like tables and people could order from the deli and sit down. And then there's like uh, doomsday prepper sized cans of food. And I had never, remember I made you take a picture. Yeah, because the cans were so big of like (laughs) tomatoes, beans, green beans. And I'm like, you open that can, you are not eating that many green beans like until it goes back. Like it was mind boggling. Well, it sounds like they were selling like the wholesale like version, like like a soup kitchen would buy that or like a restaurant. Like a a restaurant would buy that. Yeah. Well, and I, I think they were getting it very inexpensively and and reselling it to you know local people but then almost a quarter of the entire floor of the store was alcohol and specialty alcohol and mini alcohol and cups for alcohol well so so that's the thing about a ma and pa store is that uh the the local owner is trying to get the best deals because you know they can't order a mass quantity of stuff for you know a whole you know chain of stores and he only had two stores and this was like his main one because he lived in he lived in the same community and he would always get these liquor salesmen cutting him a deal if you order so many pallets of whatever booze we had so much there was no room in the back room they had to build an additional like storage wing to the building and this was like right as i was leaving they were constructing this so that they could fit it in there and i'm sure you know i mean how many years i quit 2014 14 yeah they're still going through some of the stuff that, that he ordered that's how bad it was it was like yeah you couldn't move around some days you had to like shimmy through little narrow yeah. passageways like a hor- it was like he's a was a hoarder a liquor hoarder of liquor 
to sell. And there was not the clientele to sell it at all. But the cool thing is, if you're ever in the area and you want to find some weird, random, like, drinks, they've got everything. Yeah. Anything you can think of. Well, because the current owner is still getting, they're still plowing their way through what they inherited. Yeah. And, um, well, and then, you know, uh, this is another example of the mon pa is that they don't really care so much about safety. So <laughs> like, you know, you know how like a dairy cooler in most of your, your grocery stores, you know, there, there's the cooler, like the yogurt or something. Right. And then on the top, there's, they're able to like display things. So sometimes you see like toilet paper or something light, light, light. They were stacking liquor like up to the ceiling as high as they were allowed by like the fire code. And this, yeah, and the, the top fuck? part of the cooler was like bending, bending down because of so much weight. And I was like, one of these days, I'm going to be stocking the yogurt and this is all going to crumble down on me. And this is how I go. It's just underneath a pile <laughs> of. This is how I go. <laughs> just. Just pummeled by liquor. Yeah. (laughs) Just yikes. If anybody's listening that's from my hometown, they'll know who I'm talking about. But there was a retail store that I was working at, at a locally owned, like this is the only location kind of place. And they would go to, they, they, they were a candle and gift shop and they would go to like Marshall's or TJ Maxx or like those kind of like, or like even Target, those kind of stores. And they would t- buy some signs or like, you know, decor stuff. And then they'd bring it back to the shop and they'd decoupage or like, you know, fluff it up, put a bow on it. And then they'd resell it. Hmm. And I don't know if that's legal. Like that sounds not right <laughs> to be <laughs> i don't know it's not like they would remove the tags that say that it's from michael's or from tj maxx or something but it was i think there might be like some kind i mean it probably differs state to state but i think there might be some regulations on how you're supposed to sell something and that you can't just buy from one retailer to the next but i don't know that anybody's even paying attention to any of that stuff so it doesn't matter probably not i mean it doesn't really matter i i think it's fine but like that always seemed really sus to me because you would buy them for like 15 dollars, and then they would sell them for like 30 and people would buy it wow or like 25 like you know but like it was like they were they were really upselling and and these these women who live in a certain neighborhood in a certain area who have that kind of expendable expendable income like they they bought it they bought it like i know people who go like garage sailing for example and they'll find like like one of those planks of wood that says like welcome on it and they'll sand it repaint it write something different and resell mm-hmm. it but i feel like that's a completely different type of right that's thing different. that feels yeah. different yeah and i it it, yeah i don't know like just going into like a tj maxx and buying you know something and putting some buttons on it and ribbon and maybe some seashells it feels yeah 
Well, they would put, um, they would decoupage the like black and white check because that's very in, like the buffalo check too. And like, and then put a bow on it with that same buffalo check. And then there was some drama because there's another store, another woman owned who, who puts buffalo check on all of her shit. And then she was like, you are copying me. And she's like, (laughs) and then the drama is like the person who does all that decoupaging for us is like, I've been doing this since blah, 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 blah. And like, I didn't copy you. Like, this is just, it's what's trendy. Like, it's not you. You're not like innovating the check, the black and white check. Like, everybody does that. I don't know. It, it was so much drama. Okay, we should get into retail drama. Jeff, you need to spill the tea <laughs> on the retail drama. Well, one, yes, drama. But I also wanted Jeff to talk about, so like when he was working retail, he would find like hidden treasures, so to speak. And I would like, you to talk about that. Uh, what kind of hidden treasures? Are I told you last night, and I didn't want to be the one to give oh. it away. Is it the story about the poop? Oh yeah. Well, no. Okay, this poop story, yes, but also that is not treasure at all. I, I want you to talk <laughs> about like finding people's about? grocery lists and keeping them. I literally, I have a zine of grocery lists that someone you made. can find some have... fascinating things. Like one time, I was going through the freezer aisle. And there was a photo, it was a photograph of a television and on the TV was a tiger and it was just like this kind of semi-blurry photo. And on the back was just like insane writing with like all these things on there, like grocery items and stuff like that. But like somebody was like probably on meth when they wrote it. And then there was even like in the note, and taking a 2.30 nap or something yeah. like that. I posted that on social media because huh. I, I found it in a box one day when I was digging through stuff. And I had to keep it because it was like a serial killer came in and left their grocery list. Yeah, you got to keep that shit. That feels like that is that is definitely treasure, but also fucking bizarre. <laughs> that I found, I think, was when I was working at Kmart. I found a folded up piece of paper. We had this like welcome center, which is a whole story in itself where people could like sit down and go through their uh, rewards points and stuff. And there's a folded up paper. So I open the folded paper and it says settlement agreement. It's like a cover page for like a legal settlement agreement. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I flip it over and on the back are the schematics for a Batman costume and had like the belt and like a drawing (laughs) and had like the mask and the cape and everything. And there was even like several kinds of Batmobiles, which I guess was part of the costume in this person's mind. So I don't know what the settlement was over because there's no other pages, but definitely was a interesting uh, costume design. (laughs) What? That is so bizarre. Warning, the following segment of the podcast features conversations about poo-poo and pee-pee. Listener discretion is advised. But then I thought thought that poop thing is something that you always find fascinating, but oh. I never I never actually witnessed this, but oh. apparently because sometimes you sometimes people make some messes in a grocery store. And the weird thing is it's like you're supposed to clean it up uh, when it's human excrement and stuff. If you're a courtesy clerk, apparently, um, which doesn't seem right. And uh, no, 
Yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, so some, I guess they caught her on uh, security video, but there was a a woman in a like one of the scooters that got up and like pooped and like shook it out onto the floor, and then this guy who was working as a courtesy clerk <laughs> Sorry. walked over and slipped in it, and that's how he discovered it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> It's horrible. What the fuck? <laughs> I just love the. We can't put this on the podcast. Oh the my god. visual of like shaking it we can out. Cut that out. We can cut it out. Oh my god. Uh, she didn't even like get out and like shit. She like shat herself and then and then put it on the floor. No. <laughs> no what though? This no. makes me think of another story though about Kmart. So here's the thing about like corporate versus like ma and pa type shops corporate stores in the training when it's like bodily fluids they have this whole thing they have to do and you got to quarantine and like somebody you got to call in like a specialist of course because it's a bodily it's like a biohazard but they like those rules yeah. because they don't have the resources or money to pull in like some special hazmat person to take care of it so if they can figure out how to uh basically they hire teenagers that don't know any better and so the manager can can uh you know strongly suggest that that person cleans it up uh, and that person doesn't know that they can refuse to do so Mm -hmm. um so one Uh, time we had i went into the the bathroom at kmart the public restroom where they had urinals and they have the um you know the regular toilets and somebody had pooped in the urinal like straight up, somebody went somehow oh was God. in there and no one else witnessed it, and they had gone in the urinal. Oh and, my God! Uh, so you know, I let the manager know, and he convinced this poor, uh, you know, they call them day porters, not courtesy, to to go in there and yeah. take care of it. And it's like there's no, there's no like nothing in place to ensure that he is not going to get sick. He just has to come up with his own idea on how to take care of it. It, it. It's kind of like messed up, but it's even worse, I would say, at a mom and pop store. So like when you're cleaning that stuff up, you're taking the same mop and bucket and that and, you know, the little, <laughs> the little mops with like the yarny. What do they call those? Like the, the hair? No, it's not hair. It's like the yarn type. Oh, a braided mop. Braided mop. Yeah. And you're using that to clean that up Mm -hmm. the same as you. And it's the same mop you're using to clean the floors at night. Everything else. No. To mop up the (laughs) deli floor, you know. And you're hoping that the person who cleans up is smart enough to use bleach and to toss it in the little, you know, there's like a little a bin for them to be washed a company comes in and cleans them but sometimes not well and they're not trained to they're not trained properly and so then that mop just sits in the corner until the next person comes and grabs it well this makes me think of a story so i worked at kentucky fried chicken um that was my first like real job like not working for my parents or friends of the family and um some someone had an extreme accident i don't even know how to describe it because it felt purposeful and hateful but um it was very extreme in the restroom and the kfc i worked at it had like locked door restrooms so it was just single toilet it wasn't stalls or anything like that and the supervisor asked me 16 year old to go clean it up and i walked in there and i looked at it and i walked out and i said no i'm not cleaning that up 
And they said, well, I'm, I'm telling you, you have to clean it up. And I said, I don't know how to clean something like that up. And I refuse to clean it up. You can send me home. I don't care. And I knew I could refuse it. <laughs> so uh, the owner actually came in and cleaned it up because the supervisor also didn't want to clean it up. And so the owner came in and he cleaned it up and he got mad at us for not cleaning it up. And he ended up throwing away the mop. He threw yeah. away, he threw away everything and went down to the hardware store and bought new stuff for us. And it's like, we wouldn't have been able to do that had he not come in and done it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so imagine if, if I was less of an asshole and I was just like, sure, I'll clean up this purposeful, hateful shit. And then we use that at a KFC. We use that to clean the floors later in the freezer. Like, no, no, absolutely no, not. That's no. yeah. Yeah, that's the thankless. That's like the thankless world of retail. Like there's been so many times. Yeah. And then after a while, I was like, no, nah, not doing it. And I just like if I saw a mess, I'd just walk away and then let someone else discover it. Because it's like, yeah, you don't get paid enough to do that. Like that's not part. That's not what you agreed to do. Nah. And I want to say something from the opposite side as a customer who has almost shit themselves in a store. I if I shat myself in the store and it was firm enough to shake out, I wouldn't shake it out for a retail person to pick up later or slip yeah. in. Like I would leave with my shame. Do you guys think that your listeners are gonna really enjoy this episode of starting it off with stories about poop? I don't know. I think okay. people will get it. If they worked in retail, yeah. they'll get it. I True. mean, people are disgusting and our listeners may also be disgusting yeah. people. So, <laughs> no, just kidding. True. Humans are gross. Humans are, and also everybody mm. poops. Truth. Some of I us. Agree. Some of us more than others. <laughs> Me. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Jeffrey, did you want to talk about? how depressed you were when you had to go work at Kmart. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, I it mean, was that's so a bad. whole other story though. Like that's just like, have, I had to get a day job again. Yeah. Well, so the story, I know he kind of briefly touched on it. He was at the market for about 12 and a half years. We got together and he was working there and I saw that it was a thankless job. I saw how hard he worked for the little he got. And I'm not just talking money. Like they, they had no benefits. They had no retirement. He was yeah. there for 12 and a half years mm -hmm. with nothing in a retirement account. And so I. That's, that's yeah. a crime. That is a, yeah. that is a crime. Well, Cal Savers now exists. So that stores can't do that anymore to people. But um. Sorry if you don't live in California. Uh, anyways, literally though, like honestly, some of some of the things that are happening in other states, I'm truly like. And then California is just like, yeah, we'll give like healthcare, we'll do all these things. I'm like, where is the rest of the country? <laughs> That's an right interesting now? thing too. Like, so our the owner of the store I worked at was a pretty staunch Republican, and he would. So when when they passed the Affordable Health Care Act, so we had we had health insurance, but it was like the most like low, low basic health insurance you could get, like the cheapest thing ever. And so when they passed the Affordable Health Care Act, he 
he didn't want to pay for the net for the the next level up in healthcare and just told everybody sorry you're losing your healthcare because of Obama and now uh you have to everyone has to sign up for the ACA and then at the time that was new so of course it, in the website was having problems and stuff like that and i just always thought it was so stupid because he you know this is the same guy that was spending you know thousands maybe millions of dollars like every month on buying liquor getting the store stocked up with stuff you wasn't selling when you could have been paying your employees better and not wasting that money you yeah know, i mean they they expected people to bend over backwards for them uh, they made it really hard to request any time off and if you went on vacation like whenever i'd go on vacation mm -hmm. i'd come back and like nobody covered for you when you're on vacation you just had to try to catch up and it was yeah because everybody was cross-trained too so anybody in another department had to jump on a register and so we'd get really busy and those people would have to j jump on a register so if somebody was supposed to be covering and working a you know working freight they either had to bag groceries or check people out during the busy time and so i'd come back to just the freight still being in the in the cold box you know or uh the uh person who's supposed to work the frozen food because they dropped the mm -hmm. frozen food off on the aisle to be worked yep. they just grab it all and throw it in the back and so one time i come back it was just on the floor yeah you know, boxes just well we went we went on vacation to washington state and we were spending um a, a birthday week with his best friend and and his the family and all this stuff and we came back like we were only gone for probably seven days so like an actual week and we came back and I remember him texting me and he was just like, the, I can't even move in the milk box. Like, cause they had packed it so full of freight that he needed a pallet jack to move the stuff out, but there wasn't one. And then there was no room to move the stuff. So he couldn't even get to the merchandise to, to face it. Yeah. And he was texting me this and it was one of the most infuriating moments because he had even we told them about your vacation um, way in advance. You trained that one kid for to do it part time for you because he was doing um, register too. Yeah. And so we, he even trained someone because they were like, oh, Jeff's going for a whole week. And that was like infuriating. Well, and it, that's when I was like, you need to quit. Like there. you need to quit and work for yourself. We have savings. Do it. Like just do it. Well, and there was times where so so like that specific time was not like out of the ordinary so there's times where i was the only person working both those departments and we'd get like mm. you know probably anywhere between six to ten pallets of freight in a week you know and uh plus we get pallets of the milk and stuff that had to be stocked up and and worked through and if you don't get it done within that day or you know, or a day and a half, you're screwed. There's nowhere to put stuff that needs to stay cold. And the way they have it set up is so the department heads get to order that merchandise that comes in. We figure out what's empty, what's needed. We have a good idea of what's going to sell. But then there's also this separate thing where the, the warehouse company would have these certain deals and so you, if you order so much of something, it gives you an extra, you know, quarter off of the product. So you're making more profit off of it 
in the long run. So they let us order that stuff. So we'd order that. But sometimes the owner would see those those uh, catalogs coming through with those deals and he would order on top of you. And then next thing you know, you come in and it's a big cooler box and I would open the door and the pallets are all the way up to the door, um, all the, going all the way back. So rather than five pallets, there's maybe uh, seven pallets jammed into there, sometimes so full that they'd have to park one out on the store floor and then I'm racing the clock for this stuff not to, to not go to bad. Go bad. And I'm the only one. And if I asked them and said, "Hey, I need help. I need somebody to come in and and help me work this stuff." They're, Sorry, we we're shorthanded. We're just working off a skeleton crew. Every retail, you know, Kmart and and the the store I was working for, and most of the places around here that I know of always work on a skeleton crew. In the holidays come around, they lay people off. You know, so they're trying to make maximize their profits. But the thing is, is they're losing money because stuff's sitting out going bad or nobody can work it. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is pre-pandemic, too. Like we thought it was Skeleton Crew before the pandemic. And now that they're hurting to keep people and people are sick, it's been worse than it's ever been. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They've all that that's I, I would say most retail places are like that. And most stores, it's it just yeah, I've I've never seen so many hiring signs yeah. in my life. Like they're just lot they're at every um every retail store, every grocery store. There was even as I was ordering my um Hannaford's to go order uh for groceries, there was a we're hiring drivers, we're hi- hiring Hannaford to go like it's everywhere. And like the the rhetoric around um like why people aren't taking these jobs of like oh people like like are they got too much unemployment they the the bonuses like i'm like that was so many months ago uh that money's been gone forever like that money went came and went in a second like there's no there's no way that that is the reason that people aren't going to these freaking retail jobs it's because nobody wants to work for them anymore no one can afford to work there anymore in the moment that you're out of that too you realize that it's like in a being in an abusive relationship because yeah the, the manipulation is dude, so they real manipulate you really hard they want you to push yourself to the point of exhaustion which i have been in and then you know society is expecting you to try to climb out of that that you know you're working a low-wage job and so you're expected to do other things on the side to pull yourself up and and be successful at something else and that's what i was doing so for years i'm working this hard job where i'm the manager you know making i think 14 dollars an hour was the most i I made and then on the side i'm working on my art so i'm trying i'm taking on freelance uh design jobs and stuff like that and i'm trying to build up this creative business and i'm exhausted i'm going to bed at one in the morning and then I'm waking up the next day at six to get back to work. And, you know, it, it, it was hard and I, I don't think I could ever do it again. And now that I'm out of that environment, I see how bad it was. And I go, why I question, why did I stay there? Why was I not, why didn't I quit after 
you know, five years or whatever and find well, something different. And something that was interesting too to note is he talks about the exhaustion, right? And he was the most exhausted man I had ever met. And he was very thin and and sunken eyes and all this stuff. And I was like, ooh, I got to date this guy. But then, um, <laughs> but what's very interesting is when we started dating, his coworkers were very nice to me and, and loved that Jeff was dating someone and everyone was super like positive and like this almost like bonded family mm -hmm. attitude. But they were all mm -hmm. like, you went in and they were all the same. They were all thin and tired and and it was like oh you guys are you guys are like in an abusive family like it, it made me think of law enforcement mm -hmm. when i finally left it where i was like oh shit we were all brainwashed like we were and and we all trauma bonded with each other because we all were experiencing the same levels of stress and inability to speak up and you know all these things and not that they didn't speak up i know some of your coworkers did mm -hmm. but it was it some of them it was the only thing they can do to pay to live it was the only thing they could do and so they did whatever it took to make sure that they were hitting their hours and not missing mm -hmm. time and you know all this stuff and like coming to work sick and yeah. and it was just like I, he he never took mm -hmm. a sick day ever and there would be times where it was like jeff you are unwell like don't go in and he'd be like no it's better if i just go in and it's like, yeah, you know. I think, you know, there's a lot of talk, uh, you know, it's kind of become a political thing about people who oh, they don't want to work. Like I even hear people at my current job, which is not retail, um, who are more on the conservative side and they, they talk about people don't want to get a job or they had all that unemployment during the pandemic and stuff, but it's not that it's really is you are working harder than you've ever worked in your life. And some jobs, some and yeah, for, for what? what you're not getting anywhere. It's it's low pay, it's low wages, and you know you're you're killing yourself. And you know people are are starting to realize that. And I think people who haven't been in that, you know, I think honestly, I think most people should spend at least a year or two in retail to understand how to you know deal with the public to understand stressful mm -hmm. situations and to and at least have some sympathy for people who do work in it because it is not easy yeah. it's it's something that we i think as a society attribute to being one of the low level jobs but it's a hard job i think what what bothers me so much about like the world that we're living in right now is that like politicians and like corporations you know these million billion and trillionaires like they're living in the same world that we're living in like i like people that i know talk about capitalism and talk about like all of these like injustices all the time it's all over like the news it's in newspapers it's on social media and i'm like do you just not like consume any anything no i don't think they do or do you consume it and then just like block it out of your of your memory because like i don't know how you can see all of what is being talked about and then not feel any type of way about it you know like not even like 
an ounce of like empathy or guilt or shame or like literally nothing. Like I just, it blows my mind. Like I don't even know how to, how to like, like a, conceptualize that. You know, <laughs> like honestly, I think a lot of those people are sociopaths for one because it kind of takes a level of uh, like, yeah. uh, you need to have an ability to be able to harm people financially to manipulate markets and stuff like that, to be at a high true, level, true. like as a CEO or something. And that, you know, a lot of ethics are thrown out the window, but even if you say, okay, they're a sociopath or whatever, why don't they ever get the idea? Well, maybe I'll do this thing because it's good PR and then I become a hero. So like a Jeff Bezos, for example, there's mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, talk about how poorly Amazon workers are, are, are treated. And they spend probably millions of dollars in these ad campaigns with like Amazon workers like, yeah. oh, they helped me do this and go to college or they gave me a potato. There's one where they give them a potato for some reason. And yeah, what? I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> I that, that one. at all. It was like a weird ad. But if Jeff Bezos said one day, oh, I'm going to pay everybody $25 an hour. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. In the public eye he's going to be treating everybody better. It's good PR. Everybody goes, oh, okay, I'm going to spend more money with Amazon. I'm going to support Amazon. And it looks better in the media. And then, you know, I don't know how, maybe the stocks won't go up. I, I think sometimes, you know, people playing the stock market just look at, you know, how much money is coming in. So maybe paying more people, paying people more money is, you know, harming profits. But in the end, the good PR is probably going to boost stocks because more people, more attention goes to Amazon. It's more positive attention. And somebody like Bezos and, and Amazon as a company has enough money to sink into their employees and, and, you know, do fine. But I guess they can still take over the world without right. treating people well anyway. So. Do no barking. We're in the middle of a very serious conversation. Final thoughts. I was not yeah. prepared for final thoughts. Yeah, what'd you learn this week? That your wife is embarrassing in front of Texans? <laughs> Will not give any context to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could go on and on and on about retail. On and 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 on. Yeah, if you ever want to have me on again, I'd be happy to talk more. I could talk about Kmart and Sears and their CEO, Eddie Lambert. And oh, how, Eddie Lambert. How interesting that, that whole thing was. But that's probably an hour podcast in itself. Wow. Wow. We'll, we'll have to do a part two then. Okay. We'll have to do okay. a part two. Sounds good. Or you can come on to our Twitch. Yeah, I could do that. And and we can and we can talk on Twitch. And we sometime. can find some. We'll do the live version. Yeah, and we can find some old Kmart like commercials to play. And then we oh, can talk about Kmart. Yeah, the ones with uh, Rosie O'Donnell. And, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Fun. Okay, okay. If y'all want to see that, please comment um, on our Instagram or something. And, and we'll get Jeff on our Twitch and we'll watch old Kmart <laughs> commercials. We'll have to watch those Amazon commercials too. Yeah, I want to oh, see the one yeah. with the I potato. If can find it. I mean, it's like stuff that pops up when you're watching a video. So I don't know if they have it like uploaded yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I don't it. know. See, that's an interesting thing. I feel like sometimes there are commercials that I hear on like YouTube or whatever. And I'm like, 
the song that they use is like really good and I like want to find the song and then I can't find the commercial anywhere so I can't even look it up it doesn't exist for you to, to watch it doesn't exist yeah, I mean, it kind of makes me feel yeah. like we should be like it's like you know how like you always wish you recorded the commercials like back when well at least for me when I was a kid and we recorded things off tv with VHS <laughs> we would try to cut out the commercials by pausing the recording mm. well and I'm always like oh I wish I recorded those because now I can't find them anywhere it's kind of like that still because it's almost like I need to be screen capping the ads that come up because right. they're not going to be able. But who's like going to do that? You know, like I'm not, I never think about that. <laughs> also, I realized that um, when I try to screen record and I have my headphones on, there's no audio. So oh, yeah. <laughs> don't be like me. <laughs> this has been fun. Yes. I mean, this has been fun. Wait, what's the inflection? <laughs> I, I don't know. It sounds kind of sarcastic no matter how you say it. Conclude today. I love that for you. <laughs> no. I love retail for you, um, Jeff. <laughs> I was? It's, yeah. Hey, I'm glad you're out of retail. Me too. Glad you're out of retail, Yeah, me Jeff. too. Yeah. I, I still wish I was... Uh still wish i was making art for a living and didn't have a sciatica from sitting in a chair all day but uh, i would probably still have sciatica if i was doing art let's be honest <laughs> probably <laughs> well maybe you need one of those standing desks that has the like it like uh angles itself towards you and that's a good idea actually that's also a light board maybe you look into that wow are you gonna are you going to send us some money, listeners? Please send Jeff money so that we can buy this lighted standing desk. Start a GoFundMe for Jeff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get a standing desk. Give out my cash app. They're not cheap, that's no, for sure. No, they're not. Well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, yes. um, okay. Jeffrey. Yes. Thank you so much for being our guest today. You're welcome. I appreciate you. And I thank you for putting yourself through the sixth ring of hell so that you can talk about this in 2022 with my friend from TikTok. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, seriously, Jeff, thanks for coming on. And I'm really excited to continue our conversation at some point about retail stuff. I, I think it's gonna be great. I think so too. Word. Yeah. Word. Hey everyone, you can find us on You Can't Be Sick on Mondays at TikTok and Instagram. Please email us at you can't be sick on Mondays at gmail.com. We have a form linked in our description if you want to be a guest. Uh, you can fill that out and we can contact you, maybe set up a recording. It'll be super fun. Also, if you want to share any retail stories with us, just send us an email. Perhaps we can get Jeff back on for a bonus episode and we can go over some of your retail stories. Oh, yeah. I, you know, we should do an episode or some. Maybe it's a bonus episode for you guys' Patreon. We could do something about like the weird customers I've seen. I've thought about making a book about it before because there's like just some fascinating characters I've I've met. Oh, hell yeah. We'll do a bonus episode. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Also, Jeff, where can people find you? Oh, uh, you can go to jeffmorinart.com to check out my art and get links to everything. I am at Jeff Drawing on Twitter and on Instagram, I am at Jeff Morin Art. He is on TikTok at Jeff Drawing. Oh yeah, TikTok as well. But I don't put. I haven't posted say, there in a while. It's hard. It's video. That's okay. It that's is okay. hard. It's video. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, it means you have to do some animation. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, just right? film myself drawing, and then that sometimes is. We're doing too that. Hard. Yes. We have to get you to a thousand uh, 
followers so that you can and and rebecca close. rebecca needs to get to a thousand followers too so that we can yeah, go yeah i'm really close i'm at like almost 700 so i'm getting there i need to post some stuff yeah. from our trip because i think that's good content anyways huh. um do you want to close us out you want to say our our slogan I don't fuck it. I never remember our slogan correctly, ever. <laughs> I know it's to bring balance in the world with hate and darkness. Have an awful fucking Monday. I don't know what it is. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that's it. You got it. L- nailed it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Okay, bye. <laughs> Say goodbye, Leilu. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. we're calling you rebecca on this podcast you can call me becky too or becky as i say because i'm her husband and only i'm allowed well samson said it earlier does that make him my husband (laughs) well we're gonna have to fight about that later oh okay okay